Tom, thanks for coming in today. Uh, we're sorry to pull you away from your normal duties, but we're in a pickle. And we're hoping you can help us out. Sure, sure. Whatever you need. But make it quick. The hairs on the back of my neck are standing up. And that only means one thing. A video session is starting downstairs without me. Oh, great. I'll, I'll get right to it. Uh, the Super Bowl is in Minneapolis this week, and uh, well, we're drawing a blank on how to incorporate the Timberwolves into the downtown festivities. Any ideas? Ice. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a chilly weekend in town, uh, but we're not going to let that stop our efforts to, to grab some visibility for our franchise. Anything else? Ice. What? Listen, we're just trying to keep it simple. Maybe something that features the likenesses of our core players and reminds folks that the Wolves are a good team this year. Ice! Ice! Wait. No, 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 wait. Yeah, that's brilliant. Wow. You're saying we should build statues of Jimmy, Carl, and Andrew, but not just any statues. Ice statues. Ice sculptures. Tom, you've done it again. Ice. Welcome to episode 69 of Wolves Cast, the show that is very nice. It's hosted by myself and my brother, I'm Neil. I'm the Scott Clock, everybody. Oh yeah, 24 seconds on that Scott Clock. We're here with you for another episode of Wolves Cast. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us and listening. Uh, we're very thankful for the for the diligent listeners. They're here every single week. Thank you very much. Just like I've realized the Timberwolves are legitimately a top 10 team in the NBA, we hope to be a top 10 podcast in your life. That's our goal. That's what we're trying to do. Not getting greedy, just top 10. Just top 10. There's so many. There's dozens. There's dozens of Wolves podcasts these days. And, uh, well, you have your whole, you get the pick of all of them, really. Or so. just podcasts in general. I want to be yeah. a top 10 podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. In your I, life. I see. That's a, that's a higher bar. I yeah. like that. Yeah, but you can't nice can listen to so many shows, so uh, we appreciate uh, that you have uh, chosen us as one of your shows. Um, this week on Wolves Cast, uh, we are going to uh, preview the month of February, um, talk about what we have uh, coming up here um, in the new new uh, calendar month. Rabbit, rabbit. Rabbit, rabbit time. Um, there's some trade trade deadline is just around the corner. Um, this is this is the last show before the trade deadline, actually. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, we uh, we have a, a sponsor. It's Super Bowl week, so you know we're making that money off the sponsorships. Uh, we have worried, not worried. Um, so there's some troubling times. The Wolves have lost some games, so that brings out the worry rewards. So we got to talk if we're worried or not. Uh, we have weekly Wolfies, a fun game, and uh, lots, lots more. So make sure you stick around for the whole show. Before we get things kicked off, Scott, we have a new product in our store just in time for this Sub-Zero Super Bowl. Oh, yes. Getting chilly here again. The temps are dropping down low, and uh, we have a product for you that will um, you know, that'll help you out with some of that. It's an oldie, but a goodie, a revival, a mu- much-asked-for revival of one of our older products that we made. Yeah. It's a palm hat. Mm. You know, one of those stocking caps with a little palm on the top. Yeah. It's nice and knit. It's a, got, it's a blue hat with a white stripe with the, some green stripes on it. In the middle, it says wolf. Singular, you know, because it lets people know that you are a member of this wolf pack. We are the wolves, but you are wolf. That's right. So we do have a hat for you. Um, it is for sale. Um, you can check it out at wolvescast.com. Um, there will be a link in the show notes um, to go check out the hat. We love 
um, for you to grab one. There's lots of winter left. Yes, we're right in the middle of it. And you know what? There's going to be winter again next year, and you're probably still going to be a Wolves fan next year as well. So I still hey. see people in the Target Center wearing these hats. Yeah, you can you can and get one. We haven't sold them in like three or four years. We yeah, we made them <laughs> actually more like five years ago. We made the look back at our first order. It was like 2013. So yeah, it's, it's been a minute. We did sell these hats uh, many years ago, and uh, but they're back now by Somebody popular demand. Saw Neil at a Timberwolves game this year and offered to buy his for a hundred dollars. Yeah. Yes. We're not going to charge you $100 no, for it. No, it's, no. It's quite affordable. It's, it's very affordable, and uh, we're about to make it even more affordable for you, the podcast listener. We have an offer code for you that gets you free shipping. Um, all you got to do is at checkout, type in the offer code Pom Thibodeau. Okay, so it's Tom Thibodeau's name with a P at the beginning. So P-O-M-T-H-I-B-O-D-E-A-U. I couldn't resist myself. When no making, spaces. I couldn't resist myself when making up the, the offer code here. It's, it's a, a little convoluted. It's very hard to the, spell. The hardest part of it about it is you're going to have to open up a new tab and type in Tom Thibs and then... Make sure you get it right. You know, see, sure see how to spell Thibodeau. Exactly. Make sure you get it right. But yeah, I still haven't memorized it. Type that in and um, you will get free shipping because you are cool because you listen to this show. So thank you very much. Go check out the hat we need to talk to Tibbs each 40 minutes and starting to add up all right let's um get into the last few uh games here last week uh the wolves at one and three losses in golden state um uh that was in, not the drop i meant to play guys i'm sorry <laughs> in atlanta and in toronto we got the win uh last saturday um uh here against brooklyn but uh, yeah, that's the end of uh, and recording this right now during the Milwaukee Bucks game. Um, so City Edition jerseys debuting tonight. Oh yeah, I mean, we'll talk about to that going next home week. and watching that recording. Yeah. Um, so they wrapped up the five games in seven nights. We talked about that last week. The brutal, the brutal stretch of games. Five different cities. Uh, Only one at home. <laughs> crazy, so crazy. But kind of a disappointing. A brutal week, stretch right? to wrap up a brutal month. It was a very yeah. tough schedule-wise month. We talked about it at the beginning of the month. One of our toughest stretches of the schedule. And you know, it stinks to be sitting here talking about a one and three week. Kind of a tough way to end it. But overall, we went nine and eight in the month of January. So. You know, I think to be above 500 in the month is still pretty good, especially yeah. when you consider Jimmy Butler was going to play a few of those games. Yeah, he missed four or three? Yeah. Three or four, something I like that? four. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it always starts not to have him, but we won some of those games thanks to Wiggins, and we lost to Golden State and can say, well, if we had Jimmy Butler, we would have beat them. Yeah. Probably not. But I don't know We can say that, though. So just happy to have Jimmy healthy. He's back. Um, happy that Teague's healthy, quote-unquote healthy. He's, he's a little beat up, but he's wrist. still playing. Especially in the week where we saw DeMarcus Cousins go down. We saw Andre Robertson out for the season. Kevin Love broke his hand again. Wall. Wall's yeah. out. It's just like, you know what? Uh, I know we had a bad week, but we didn't have as bad of a week as these other teams. You know, Still got all our bodies. Still healthy for the time being. <laughs> knocking. It's knocking on wood. Knocking. But yeah, we've seen um, the defense kind of get worse here in the last few weeks, kind of returning to the early season uh, levels, which is troubling. And, and wow, these teams just hit a barrage of three-pointers on us almost every night. It was just like crazy from three. So, you know, a couple things need to get ironed out, um, you know, here um, as they go forward, as they uh, get to the all-star break and stuff like that. But, yeah, that was kind of – that was some of the tough tough parts of last week is seeing all those threes go in and, and really just see the Wolves kind of revert in, transi- in transition defense and other areas of defense as well. Tough to watch at times. Some of those games are still fun. The Toronto game was really good. Toronto game was Even really though we good. lost, that, that was a good one. Atlanta was really frustrating um, because won that of game. Jeff Teague. But, Jeff Teague, um, especially in the last minute of the game. Really yeah, he pooped us. a bit. 
So, you know, that, that sucks for him, though. You always want to do good against your old team, and he came in and did the exact opposite. What's the opposite of a revenge game? Um, boy. You know? <laughs> no one talks about that. Yeah, no one so knows the opposite of the revenge game is, yeah. I did like it when Bazemore blocked him from behind him, and Bazemore like, shook hands after it. They were happy about that. Old buds. All right, well, let's go ahead and, uh, you know, the past is the past, Neil. Let's go ahead and take a look towards the future. Here's the tip. So as I said, Timberwolves 9 and 8 in a very tough month of January. That was good. I can't remember what we said we kind of were hoping for, but I think it was anything above 500. Right, exactly. exactly. So and that so is cool to kind of look back and see that we did that. This, we got another tough stretch in March, but let's take this month and take it easy, get our guys rested. It's a short month. Yep. Not only is it the shortest month of the year, but it's also short because of the all-star break that happens in it. So there's plenty of rest. And it's extended now. Our guys. last couple of years have extended all-star break. It's not just Thursday to Sunday now. It's like Thursday through the following Wednesday, I think. Right. So, Plenty of time for yeah, rest. Yeah, almost a full week. Even for the All-Stars. Um, just a quick look at our schedule this month. We have two at home tonight against Milwaukee and Saturday against the Pelicans. Hopefully big crowds of Super Bowl fans in there coming to see what this team is about. Then we're at Cleveland, which is a great time to catch them. They've been so terrible lately. They yeah. are terrible. Um, at Chicago, that'll be a Jimmy Butler revenge game. I'm very excited yeah, to see Jimmy score 40. Yeah, that's the one. He's got that one circled. Yep, he's had it circled all year. Um, so excited for that game. At home against Sacramento, that's a winnable game. At home against Houston, you know, that's a tough game, but at least it's at home. That might be the game that breaks our home winning streak, 10 games as of this time. Yeah, right there. Um, at home against the Lakers, you'll know we're going to win that one. And then we're on the road against Houston. At home against Chicago, once again, Jimmy going to ha- just destroy them, chase them out of our building. And then the final game of the month is at Sacramento. So looking at that, I mean, the only two games that I think are probably losses for sure are at Houston and Houston home here in Target Center. And yeah. uh, there's, you know, maybe we'll drop one more of those. So it's a softer month. Houston twice. Milwaukee's a pretty tough matchup. Yeah, uh, as we record but this. But Bledsoe's so. not playing tonight. No, so yeah, no that Bledsoe. might be ho- helpful. Only one back-to-back in the whole month. That's great. Yeah, it's unfortunately it's uh, away at home. I believe it's the it's uh, Chica- it's the at Houston into at home against Chicago uh, weekend at the end of the month. But no, there are worse teams than Chicago you can get on the second half of a back-to-back. I'll tell you <laughs> Coming that. Coming home to face Chicago, but yeah, no no five games in seven nights like we just saw. So no really brutal stretches. Or like we had twenty games in like thirty-one days in yeah. January. <laughs> and this month we have. 10 games for the entire month of February. Yes. Which stinks for us as fans, but you know they'll be well-rested and they'll be playing a better quality of basketball. Yeah, it'll kind of be the last restful, longer stretch um, until the season's over. So, you know, you got got to get that rest right now uh, while it's in front of you. But, uh, yeah, hopefully the Wolves can go 7-3, and maybe, you know... Uh, you know, something like that. Eight and two, eight and uh, what would it be? Eight and two. Eight and two would be another good um, outcome. Obviously, if you just lost those Houston games, or you know, I, I have a feeling with the way this, this team's been playing, you know, it's they, they might drop one of these to Sacramento or something, and actually win one of the Houston games or something like that. Something well, weird will happen. That's unexpected. We'll see because, well, yeah, this is a team that will drop an easy <laughs> game and then win a yeah, hard they've game. They've been known to do that, but only four road games, and we have a ten-game winning streak at home. So this could be a month to really extend that winning streak at home get a bunch of home wins that would really help us finish this month uh eight and two or something in the month 
What sort of things are we looking looking for in this month? I mean, maybe something coming off of the January month where things, especially the last, uh, you know, 10 days or so, um, you know, haven't looked so good um, from defense and from defending the three-point line, or maybe just something else that we're looking for with maybe the softer month. What What is something you're going to be looking for um, here in February for the, for the team to maybe achieve or improve on or something like that? Um, well, like I said, I'm, I want them to defend home court. That's going to be a big theme of this month because the majority of the games are home. Yeah. So that's a big one. I want to see Jimmy Butler just destroy the Chicago Bulls both games. <laughs> I want to see some yeah. good revenge games there. You know? But it's like you said. quality revenge. Honestly, I, you know, I wouldn't mind losing against the good teams. I hope this month we take care of business against the bad teams. Sacramento twice, Chicago twice. Yep. And, you know. It would be really great to go 4-0 there. Uh, at, during the Toronto game, Ben's and uh, Jim Pete were speculating that the Timberwolves have lost some, to some of the worst teams because there's no energy in their buildings. They lost yeah. to the Hawks because it was one of the most dead Ooh. arena experiences they said they could remember. Ugh. And so if that's the case, we're looking good this month because our road games are at Cleveland, always sold out. At Chicago, always sold out. Hmm. At Houston, will be a lively crowd. The yeah. only one that could be dead is Sacramento. Yeah, in Sacramento. But they yeah. usually have a pretty good fan showing, too. So sure. if that's the case, then we're going to be sitting pretty this month. Because even the home games should be all sellouts, except for maybe that Sacramento game. Yeah, I think I'm going to parrot kind of what you said of just... They have to learn to take these bad teams seriously. You know, that's something that I would like to see in this month, if nothing else, even if the defense still struggles, even if they're still giving up a million threes. You know, if they can just come to play against some of these bad teams, those other things don't matter suddenly. You know, you can work it out. You you can win with talent or you can sort of win with effort. That's really the way to go here with some of these bad teams is they're worse than you. You can simply, you know, win with effort here. You just need to really show up and, and really stick it to them and not treat them sort of like a lower class team. Just just give it to them like you're playing, you know, one of the best teams in the league. And that, that's easier said than done. You know what I mean? I think yeah. it's very easy for us to say uh, behind the mics here, not actually out on the court um having to rev it up like you're saying with these different kind of buildings and different vibes all the time that's really hard to give it your all like you're in a playoff game uh when you're in atlanta with famously bad fans um in the middle of a a middle of january like what is you know that's hard but um you know if this team is really serious about you know getting to the playoffs being uh being a home court advantage team being a team that you know other teams are scared of that they take seriously then you have to bring this sort of effort all the time so that's that's kind of the main thing I'd be looking for um, here for the Wolves is just just to bring it, just bring it. Don't get don't be don't let these bad teams sneak up on you and hang on till the fourth quarter where it's anybody's game. The final thing I'm looking for in this month, as we said, that trade deadline's coming up in the next week. Yeah. Then it's buyout season. Yeah. We've got an open roster spot all month long. Mm. So I would think that by the end of this month we're going to have filled that last roster spot, which true, takes true. us to our next point. He's heating up. It's uh, trade buzz time. That's right. The trade deadline, um, as you're listening to this, will be less than one week away. It is Thursday, um, February 8th, sometime in the afternoon. I believe it's 3 or 4 p.m. Eastern time. Um, So it's coming up soon. Lots of trades. Trades are already going down. We've had uh, the big Blake Griffin trade. Shocking. Um, Nico Miritich. I'm um, not sure if that one's official, but that's about to go down. Another yep. reason why the Bulls are very beatable. Yep. He's been their best player this season, so they will be. They're getting. They're going to the tank zone right now. So um, you know. So a couple moves have already happened. And, and so uh, yeah. Timberwolves to lose to a tanking team. Though. <laughs> How many times have we seen that? I mean, one of the most notable experiences is uh, when the Warriors traded Monta Ellis, and they had to 
being the, one of the worst eight records in the league for them to keep their pick that year. And they blatantly tanked the last two months of the season, lost almost every game, but beat us twice during that stretch where they were tanking as hard and as blatantly as any team has. You can't out-tank us. And they got Harrison Barnes anyways with that pick. So, um, yeah, we might lose to tanking teams, but hopefully that's a habit that's behind us these days. Like we've talked about before, though, I don't expect a trade. Um, doesn't seem like Tom Thibodeau's style to make midseason trades at all. Um, so it's fun to speculate, you know, could we get Avery Bradley rental, you know, he'd be a really good addition to our team. Uh, that would be obviously fantastic, but it doesn't seem like we do midseason trades. So I'm more interested in the buyout market. Tony Allen was sent to Chicago in the Nikola Miritich deal. He's reportedly going to be bought out. And, uh, Joe Johnson wants to get traded. If he doesn't, he could ask for a buyout. I wouldn't be interested in Joe Johnson just because he's a slightly better Jamal Crawford. We already have that. But Tony Allen's interesting. Um, still a good defender. Not not going to bring too much else. But that'd be a useful guy to have on the roster when you need somebody to play some good defense when the bench is out on the floor. Um, especially, like, Tony Allen and Jamal Crawford might be a really good pairing on the floor at the same time. Because they make up for each other. If they were one player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, if, or if Tony and Joe were one player. Yeah, it'd be great. Because you know, the Wolves we'll need both. Player. They need defenders and they need, and they need shooters. So, you know, you might get half of that coin. But, unfortunately, to have uh, a great wing player who can shoot and defend is the most valuable thing in the league right now. <laughs> and it's so scarce, so you're not going to be able to find um, you know that that kind of player in, in in one human. But yeah, I think you're right. Tony Allen is is a good name just because we know there's interest preseason in him. They nearly signed him before the season started. Lost out to the Pelicans in that one. So maybe there's a round two here. And we'll for see him. plenty of buyouts. Some that we didn't even yeah, expect. Some uh, we don't know yet. Teams that are out of it. And uh, for once, we're actually going to be an attractive landing spot for buyout yep. players with a roster spot. Like you roster said, don't have to open. do any gymnastics. Clearly on our way to the playoffs, so it's not like we need them to help us get into the playoffs. So I think we'll be an attractive destination this year. Maybe not as attractive as the Cavs or something, but <laughs> still an attractive landing spot. So I think more so than in previous years, the buyout deadline is the one that I'm really interested in this month. Yeah, and I'm not sure when that deadline is, but I think around um, re- around the trade deadline is where you'll see some of these names coming out anyway as, as available and you know trades happen and then guys get cut and stuff like that. So you're going to start hearing more of these names. We're going to be able to see who these people actually are. And uh, yeah, hopefully the Wolves can uh, win the win the sweepstakes and some of these because they'll be up against some other good teams. I mean, Boston um, has a trade exception from the Gordon Hayward um, injury. Sure. They're going to sign someone. Um, the Pelicans, you know, with just basically all these injuries have been happening. Um, especially to contending teams, and then they, they get trade exceptions from the league. Um, um, Miami just got one for Deion Waiters. Um, so there's lo- there's going to be lots of competition, but I think you're right that this is going to be a different season for the Wolves in that they're not just going to be you know uh, bottom of the scrap heap guys who are you know just who, who wants to sign me. The the team is now in a new place and a, a new era of respectability. Even with even with uh, Tibbs, you know former players or you know just guys who were, were in the league when when you know Tibbs was. You know, with Chicago or with Boston, who really respect him and want to come here, even though even though we're not title contenders. Lou Aldane buyout target <laughs> oh. might be bought out. Wow, Lakers trying to clear that cap space for the summer. You know, <laughs> so there's yeah, plenty I of if names. He can play. Plenty of names that could be. Tibbs out there. wants to send him to the hospital again. Wants to give him a no. Tibbs was the one who said, "Don't go to the hospital. Play tonight. <laughs> Don't go to the hospital. You're fine. The team doctors cleared you." And like, he's no, like, "You know what? Spinal tap." I think I'm gonna get a second opinion on that. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Omer Ashik, who got traded in the. Nikola Mirich's trade. Yeah, yeah, the Bulls played him with like a broken leg or a broken arm. I forget which appendage was broken, but they played him with a broken appendage. So and I know that Tom's pretty frugal with his rotations. 
That's right. Um, the last thing I want to talk about while we're on the subject of trades, Blake Griffin got traded. Um, where's the cat, oh my God, sound drop? Because nobody complains to the refs more. Oh my God! Um, yeah, he signed a five-year, $175 million contract this summer, one of the largest contracts in NBA history. And they went around. They went ahead and traded him, you know, in the first season of that new contract, which is kind of shocking. But it kind of makes sense from Detroit's perspective. Uh, you know, they're not going to land any stars in free agency. So if they can trade for a star who's locked up long term, it makes it easier, I think, to move a contract like that. And that's what I think that people might be just wringing their hands a little bit too much over Andrew Wiggins' contract. Mm. They just traded Blake Griffin's contract. He's, what, 28, 29? Yeah. And he's going to be way worse on the end of that contract, whereas Wiggins is signed for less money, and he's going to get better every year of his contract. So I think there's always going to be teams that are in markets that are hard to land free agents in that would be like, oh, we could get Andrew Wiggins for five years? We can get him for four years? Maybe that's worth it for us to trade Anthony Davis or something like that. Um, I just think it's interesting. People are always raining their hands, but Andrew Wiggins' contract isn't bad. It's going to be movable. Yeah, even if he just improves incrementally over the next few years, the best years of his contract are yet to come, which is the opposite of of Blake's deal where, you know, this will be Blake's best year and then next year will be a little bit worse and so on. So, you know, you're in the future if you you know if you're worried about, you know, Wiggins kind of locking up and hamstringing the Wolves' cap space, well, that deal is is you know, not going to look too terrible in the, in some of those later years. It's going to get better. He's going to improve unless he somehow drops off and starts getting worse. Um, as long as he remains at least the player he is now and uh, projecting forward, then you know that should be a, a a movable deal. If if it even gets to that for the Wolves, hopefully it doesn't. But it, it, you know, if it does, they they will have that flexibility of of moving it because it's a big number and eventually that money comes off. So it's a it's a valuable deal. Um, it, it, some teams could see it as a valuable contract in that way. Yep. Is the point. So uh, hopefully it won't come to that, though. I, this is not Wolves cast advocating an Andrew Wiggins trade. Just <laughs> no, saying. no. Everyone's raining their Not hands. yet, not yet. All right, let's get to the final subject while we're out here. He's on fire! That is uh, time to check in on some former Wolves. We're big fans of former Wolves former on this podcast. Wolves. Just because you've left our team doesn't mean you've left our hearts. We still watching. We're, we're, and Michael Beasley, my heart is still with you. Ricky That's Rubio. Right. You're still a heartthrob. I carry your photo in my wallet still. All right, we're going to start with Ricky. He had a wonderful week. Um, he hit a game-winning shot um, in Toronto on on their like black and gold night. Like they're you know they had a whole new Drake court. Knight. Drake Knight did the whole new court. They had the, all the jerseys, jersey. city jerseys, everything. And uh, Utah Jazz went into Toronto, crossed over the border, and and Ricky hit the game winner. Um, with like five seconds left, hit a big three. Um, the, the Jazz also beat the Warriors. Um, really beat them bad. I mean, beat them good. Like yeah. beat them by double digits. Just just took it to them. And um, uh, the Jazz have had the league's best defense since Rudy Gobert's come back. Wow. Yeah. So, so um, happy for Ricky. You know, he had been struggling a little bit, but I'm cheering for that guy. Um, I always will cheer for Ricky. He's my favorite player. I'm Ricky Rubio. I'm not like anybody else still is not like anybody else and he's just getting along just fine with donovan mitchell yep. you know what i mean donovan mitchell is about to supplant him and no ricky's cool with that yep. ricky's a team he's player a he's ricky's a great, a great teammate. teammate he's great to rookies ricky's just fine with that so so uh shouts to ricky good yes. job this week yes kevin love in a deja vu moment for timberwolves fans ouch. broke his hand ouch no word on whether or not he was doing knuckle push-ups at the time yeah that's the that's the joke that's uh, the one 
can't break that. You can't do anything in their hand, love. You're never going to live this one down. It it's all Anything that happens with your hands, someone's going to make a knuckle push-ups joke. It's just how it is. After years of being kind of on the sidelines as a supporting role, he's finally back in the All-Star game. Yeah. First time since he was a Timberwolf. Ugh. And he's not even going to be able to play in it. Which Terrible. is a bummer. Um, I see him in a three-point shooting contest again. I know. Remember when he won it? In the Timberwolves uniform? Sure do. BKD? All-star highlight for our franchise. Couldn't believe it. Amazing. Um, so I'm sad for Kevin. Get well soon, Kevin. Yeah. Um, it just stinks. He's you know he's an interesting guy. He's always getting dumped on by the rest of the Cavs. He can never catch a break. It's always his fault. He's always the scapegoat. You know, he's just the person that everyone's pointing the fingers at. It's Kevin's fault. You know, even if they win a title, still Kev- Kevin's in the doghouse again. So I guess that's just... I don't know. Is it something about his personality, or is it? I don't really understand like why that is the case with him. I guess, I guess it's just something you have to like know him behind the scenes to sort of understand. You know, yeah. like it's just something in his personality with his teammates or whatever. Because yeah, he ends up getting in these problems <laughs> from time to time. He's the common denominator, though. I mean, obviously, so it's very strange. I think it's like in my mind, it's a ninety percent shot that LeBron's gone next year from the Cavs. Wow, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Kevin if they decide to trade him or hold on to him and refocus the offense around him. I don't know, but yeah. he's going to have an interesting year, and so I'll keep an eye on Kevin. Then finally, what's the grossest sound effect we have on the soundboard? What's the most like disappointing, like, boo, do we have a boo, or dough? Oh, we can do that. Yeah, oh, let's do that. And then give me Nelson laughing. Uh, ha-ha. Oh. Um, so, uh, disgusting news about one of the most hated Timberwolves in recent memories. Flip's folly, as I like to call him, because once Flip came back to the team, he made a lot of great moves, except one really, really, really bad one that you just have to say, okay, Flip, you got his cat. Uh, I guess I can forgive you for trading our, this year's... You didn't pick Okafor. Yeah. yeah, you didn't pick Okafor, so, you know, it doesn't matter that you threw away our first-round pick for this year to trade for Adrian Payne because your buddy Tom Izzo said it was a good idea. Adrian Payne was terrible for the Timberwolves. Uh, we talked about how his name became a literal thing for Timberwolves fans, Payne, and all the pain that he brought us. And uh, he wasn't even really in the NBA. He was playing for, I think it was the Orlando Magic's D-League team. Yeah. And uh, there's a whole bunch of sexual harassment, sexual assault allegations coming out of Michigan State, how they covered it up. They did that for that gymnastic doctor who uh, got sentenced to 175 years in prison. Uh, for all the women that he abused on the USA Gymnastics team. And so all these allegations are coming to light. And surprise, surprise, there's some about Adrian Payne. Pretty disgusting uh, what he did to a woman with another one of his teammates, Appling. Uh, another reason why Michigan State sucks. Uh, and Northwestern's a better reason. Big Ten school. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's just disgusting allegations. Shame on him. Uh, happy he's out of the league now. I saw a couple people be like, he's not convicted of anything is it okay to kick out an nba player from the league because he's not convicted barely he was barely in the league at all you know he was he couldn't find a rotation spot in the league he doesn't deserve a rotation out. spot he's a terrible player and a terrible human being so uh poo poo on you adrian Payne. i uh hope that you find happiness in china or lithuania or wherever you're going to play next year because no more nba for you sorry adrian Payne. the, the hits just keep on coming for adrian Payne. All right, that's uh, wrapping up uh, the, the former Wolves right there. Some some news. You know, something I should Hope point out while we're talking about that draft pick. You'll notice the Hawks social media really cheers for the Timberwolves. They have our draft pick this year. That's why. They should cheer against us, I suppose, yeah. though, right? They want it to yeah. be lower. Yeah. Maybe it's protected somewhat. But yeah. either way, they always congratulate us on social media, on Twitter or Instagram. They're always cheering for us, and that's because they had that pick. I love it. I love it. Good idea. 
I think it's lottery protected is the deal. Okay, cool. Time to get to our sponsor. We have a sponsor this week, and wow, is it is it a big one? This is the biggest week we've ever had for a sponsor. You know, Super Bowl. You know, for a lot of people that means football, but for a lot of other people that means advertisements. That's right. I don't you watch know. for the football. No, we're I just, don't care about the Patriots. Yeah, whatever football, whatever sports. It's a bad sport. You know, you know. it's a bad sport. Well, yeah, it's I not mean, exciting. There's way too much time. Like people call baseball slow. Like there's like 11 minutes of actual action in an right. NFL game that takes like three hours. Right. So Jared Jacobs, I hate you because you're always dissing baseball on your podcast, Kings of the North. But like, look, take a look at your life, man. You watch a game where they play for like two seconds, and then they have to huddle for 45 and talk about it. So it's a bad sport. I don't like. I don't like what they're doing to the city right now. I hate that they're all up in our city taking over for. Is at least when the NBA Finals or the World Series comes to your city, it's your hometown team. It's just rich fans from corporations for other teams coming over and treating our city like a playground while we're not allowed to ride our normal bus routes or go to our normal parks or anything like that. I hate what they're doing to the city. All right, the only right. thing that's good is the whole city's lit up purple and blue, and it looks so good. The purple and blue combo looks so good. I hope everyone notices that and says, Scott, you were right. All right, You so were right about this, and you were right about saying, why wouldn't LeBron go to the Warriors? He could just get all these rings and retire with like ton of rings, and now that room came out, I'm like, finally, people are talking about it. But that brings us back to our ad space, which we're having a very valuable week of ad space right Super now. Super Bowl is, is, is you know, uh, annoying and troubling for our city, but it is lucrative for us here at Wolfscast. That's right. Because, you know, to get an ad for 30 seconds on Super Bowl Sunday, it's going to cost you millions of dollars. Yes. And all that money just, just for a little bit of ad time. And, you know, this isn't a Super Bowl broadcast, but we are, you know, adjacent to the Super Bowl. Just from our location where we are recording this, our rates are going up. So just like that Ike's restaurant that raised their menu prices 300% this week for the Super Bowl. We are also raising our ad prices. We did it too. Way up there. We're going to make enough money off this ad to pay for Wolf's Cast for the rest of the season. That's right. No doubt about it. And not every company can afford those Bud Light prices for the Super Bowl advertising. So we're here for them as like kind of the next best thing. All right, let's get the drum roll. Let's get the drum roll going. You at home, you know, get the drum roll going on your steering wheel. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful on your steering wheel. At your, at your workspace, get the drum roll going because we're about to unveil the most lucrative ad spot we've ever had right now. It's the most expensive, prestigious, important ad in Wolfcast history. Cherry Berry. Always merry, never scary, very dairy, legendary, dietary, ice cream treat. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm really, really worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm freaking out here. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I mean, why, why would I be worried? I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I'm not worried, are you? This is the segment where we ask a simple question. Are you worried or are you not worried? And uh, the Wolves have uh, lost a few games uh, recently. And, um, you know, some things have happened. There's some trends that are trending. And uh, we should talk about those things. And we should uh, be on the record on uh, if we are worried or if we are not worried about any any one of these given things. We've got four different uh, topics here. Um, Scott, I'll get us started off here. Um, the first one is uh, is uh, Mr. Jeff Teague. Are we worried or are we not worried about Jeff Teague and his play? It's recently? a beautiful shot from Jeff Teague. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. beautiful. That was recorded obviously before this week. <laughs> he played well in Toronto. Um, Scott, worried or not worried? Jeff Teague. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say not worried. Neil, not worried. Not worried. 
Um, I know he's had maybe the worst week of the season this past uh, week. Everyone's calling for Tyus to play over him. Tyus' numbers are better with the starters. People are pretty upset over Jeff Teague. But I'm telling you, we need to cool it as a fan base with all this Tyus talk. Because three reasons. Number one, we're killing Jeff Teague's trade value. You want Teague off this team? No one's going to take him if he's a backup player. And they're like, oh, everyone hates Jeff Teague. Why would we ever trade for him? So if you're like one of these people who are like, oh, it's time to trade Jeff Teague, you better change your tone because we're never going to trade him if you keep driving down his trade value with all these terrible Reddit posts. Number two, we're killing Teague's confidence. He, you know, he sees it. He reads it. Yeah, and uh, you know, Jim Pete pointed sees out the vibes. In this great Brit, Brit Robson, Jim Peterson, two part interview about how this kind of happened to Jeff Teague in Atlanta, where Dennis Schroeder, the backup point guard, kind of stole his limelight, and everyone was calling for Schroeder to play. So he was a sexy something. young guy. Exactly up. right. Yep. Yep. So you know, I Schroeder, very sexy man. I like the haircut. <laughs> He's a very handsome man. But I'm just saying, we're hurting his confidence. That's not going to help his shot. Right now, he looks like he's playing without any confidence in himself, taking bad shots, passing up open shots. You know, he's not going to fix himself if we keep destroying his confidence. And finally, question or point number three, we want to be able to afford Tyus in the future. You know what? If Tyus starts getting starting minutes, we're not going to be able to afford him when it comes to an extension. If we keep him on this like 10, 15 minutes a game type dealio, we're easily going to be able to afford him and keep him around. You want to keep him a secret? That's saying? what I'm saying. You know? <laughs> keep it down. Keep it down. It's like, why why drive up his, his value too much <laughs> to the point where he has to leave us? We want him to stay here. So, you know, let's keep him in the backup role. Keep him yeah. secret. Keep him safe. And, uh, you know, so stop talking about Tyus. And stop digging into Jeff Teague because it's just hurting the situation for us. I'm with you. I'm not worried about Jeff Teague right now. And you're right. People are freaking out right now. People are going way too far with this Jeff Teague business. Tyus is a nice player. Don't get me wrong. I'm into Tyus. I like him. I'm not a hater at all. Tyus, is, I mean, he stones for a reason. He stones indeed. And he's so much more. And I love him off the bench. Tyus, you know what? I'll give it to him. He could be a starting point guard in this league, but not for a playoff team, not for an upper uh, top half of the league team. There's no way. It's the deepest position in the league, and Tyus is not one of the best 20 point guards in the NBA or something like that. Especially like, yeah, a couple games. If Jeff T gets sure. hurt, he can start a few games. And that's and great. He looks great. But once he's your starting point guard, the whole game plan for the other team changes. They're going to start going at Tyus all the time, so he won't be as effective as he has been in his starting minutes so Teague, far. Teague's taking his lumps right now. He's played, he admittedly says, two of the worst games he's had in his whole career um, this week. So he understands it. But, you know, come playoff time, which is a reality for this team right now, especially hopefully a, a top four seed, Jeff Teague is the guy you want as your point guard. I do not want Tyus Jones starting a playoff game for the Minnesota Timberwolves. That is a bad idea. and At I, least not this year. You He's know not what? ready yet. It's really valuable to have a great backup point guard. And that's sure what we is. have right now. Let's just keep it that way. Let's. I, w- I want a guy who can come in and spell Jeff Teague when he's having a bad night or whatever and be able to just not have much of a drop-off. That's fine. It's great to have two solid point guards. So the Jeff Teague stuff's getting out of hand, you guys. Settle down. But there. hey, shouts to Tyus. You know, we sure. came into the season and it's been great. like, could he be an effective backup point guard? Is he really up to the role? Yeah. He's playing so well, we're like, oh, could he be the starting? So shouts to him for having a great season. He just continues to raise the ceiling on his expectations every game he plays. Totally. What's next? All right, next up, we're talking about Carl Anthony Towns. Been so effective, so efficient lately. Mm, all-star. Is he getting enough touches or enough shot attempts? You know, because it's been kind of low lately, Neil. Yes, in the last seven games. Um, Are you it, worried? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I am 
You know what? For this one, I am going to go. It, it is a problem, but I am not worried. I'm not officially worried. I feel like this is going to write itself. Um, yes, uh, I believe Tim Falakis had this tweet of in the last seven games, Carl Anthony Towns is averaging 11 field goal attempts um, per game, which is obviously very, 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 very small. Not not enough for um, you know wh- you know who is our maybe our best offensive player and uh, you know our second best player overall, something like that. Towns is up there. He's very efficient with the ball. He needs to shoot the ball way more. His usage needs to go up. Hopefully, in favor of uh, or in in uh, you know, take down Andrew Wiggins' uh, usage a little bit. But, you know, I think he needs to get the ball in the post a little bit more. But the problem is he's just not very good at establishing position really low. And his teammates are famously bad at throwing him the ball once he does get position. So it's kind of a problem. Um, So I'd like to see Towns in the post of the ball a little bit more, obviously. And he needs to shoot the ball more. But on the other hand, I don't think it's why the Wolves are having trouble. I think he does a good job moving the ball. It, it, there's all these things of like we can't have it both ways. We can't have Towns as a as a great ball mover and you know a passer out of the double team, but then demand that he shoots the ball more as well. Like these are examples of just like it's a double standard really, and we can't we can't just you know we, we, instead we want Towns to go through two guys and score just because we need Towns to have more shot attempts. No, you want him to make the right play, and I think that's just what we're seeing. He gets doubled all the time, and he's moving the ball. He's making the right play for the most part. So yes, we'd like to see them see the shots go up. I think they will, but overall the Wolves' offense is is fine with him getting this amount of shots. Obviously they've lost four or five or whatever recently, so you know it's it's uh it's alarm bells right now. But well, Britt tweeted out that if you look at just the record. We have a much better record when Towns takes 12 or fewer shots yeah, than if he takes a, more. Yeah, there's a weird stat there. We're like a 500 <laughs> team when he takes more than 12 shots, and we're yeah. a winning team when he takes less. What so, about you? Are you worried? Um, you, you, know, you worried about respect on my name. Remember that. I'm not worried. Um, it's, I'm with Tom Thibodeau on this one. You can't just look at shot attempts. He's getting plenty of touches. He's doing great stuff with the ball. And sometimes he actually is passing out of good shot attempts. Mm. Like there's a couple shots in Toronto where I was like, you, instead of taking the shot that you didn't know you could make, you passed it off late shot clock situation to a player with a worse shot. And just yeah. like you, you, you take the hard shots. So he's being <laughs> a little selfish in that sense. <laughs> he could definitely try and take step up and take some bigger shots, but overall he's just being smart. He's doing good stuff with the yeah. ball when he gets it. He's getting plenty of touches and you know, just like you said, we don't want him trying to shoot over double teams. Don't and stuff. force it. Yeah. So um, I think he could probably do a little more, especially these last few games we haven't hit any three-point shots and he's our best three-point shooter so it'd be nice to see him take a few more threes per game but the other team is defending him to take it away so i think he's doing smart things and um i think that you know this is just one of those phases of the basketball season where he's going to have a stretch and then teams will adjust to him and then he'll adjust his game in return so i'm not worried about towns uh i think he's doing some smart stuff with the ball and i've been a big fan of it all right, great. Uh, we're going to keep it moving. Next one here um, is um, Scott worried or worried about the three-point shooting. Three elites. Yes. Yes, Neil, I am worried. Worried. Worried about all. I'm worried. Here's my perspective. Lack, the lack of threes. The Wolves, uh, to give a statistical um, you know, number here, they are 29th in the league right now in three-point shots attempted. I believe they finished 30th last year, so they're way down at the bottom right now. Um, I'm worried. I think our offense has shown it can be effective without shooting the three-pointer, so it's not that big of a deal, I guess. I think it gets overrated because they're like, oh, man, the Timberwolves are worse than three-point shooting. How could they ever be a good offense? We're one of the best offenses in the league the entire season, so we're still finding out ways to get buckets and stuff without it. But there are games at Toronto where like they'll – I've always said if the other team – 
makes more three-pointed shots than you attempt, that's a guaranteed recipe for losing. And mm. that's happened to us a fair few times. So we got to get better at that. I felt that the struggle of the first half of the season was finding chemistry in a pecking order and learning to play together. When we lost games, it wasn't because we weren't taking enough three-point shots. It's because this team was still gelling together. Now that I feel like we found that chemistry and are playing well as a team, now we're finally getting to the issues that in the preseason we're like, oh, this team doesn't have enough shooting. How are they going to make it? You know, And now we're finally addressing those. So I think it's a positive thing that now we've reached the point in the season where we've, we're getting this team to gel together, and now it's about the structural problems with the team that we thought going in, like the three-point shooting. Um, but I just think there's a way we can get more three-point shooting. Um, you know, Jimmy takes can take a few more games. Wiggins, I have, I still feel like Wiggins' shot is going to start falling more consistently. You know, uh, Gorgie shouldn't be you know afraid of shooting from the corner. He's been good. Um, so I want us to shoot more, but because our offense is still so good, I'm not too worried about it right now. Yeah, um, you know, I'm I'm, uh, I'm gonna go not worried. Um, just mostly because, like what you said, the team has succeeded on offense. Without this element, it's not very modern. It's not very pretty to look at. But uh, so far, I mean, right now, they're the third best offense in the league. So something out there is working. They've gotten beaten by the three um, in the last couple games. So it kind of stings right now. But I guess in a way, I kind of want to turn this around. I don't think the problem is the Wolves are not shooting enough threes. They need to defend the three-point line better. Yes, you get all these guys talking about how oh, there's such yeah. a discrepancy, and they think the only way to fix it is by for us to take more threes. How about we just stop the other team from yes. taking so many yes, threes? Neil. Run them off. Great point. I couldn't agree with you more. That's the that, to me. That's the fix here. Everyone wants to talk about the Wolves' offense all night and day long, but no one wants to talk about defense. We're we're down in twenty fourth again this year, and so we were really good earlier this month when we we were winning all those games, and it wasn't because we were making threes; it was because we were stopping them from taking threes. Yeah. Yeah. In these last few games, they've just been running wild again, shooting threes everywhere. So I 100% agree There's with you. There's two ways to fix this problem. Either we shoot more or we stop them from shooting so many. And I think you know maybe it's easier for us to shoot more, but I think we can do a little bit on the other end too where we can defend the other team better, defend the line better, run them off. Maybe that's more layups or whatever, but as you know, three's more than two. Uh, we can give up a few more twos and a few less threes, and maybe some of this will even out and come out in the wash, as they say. Statistics are fun. <laughs> exactly. All right, last one, Scott. Time to talk about Forever 21, Jay Crossover. Thank you, Jamal Crawford. Shouts to Aaron Gleeman. He's got his book coming out this year. Everyone check that out. Best Twins oh, writer. Oh, Twins. Follow that guy if you like twins the Twins. Talk. He's great. Um, he tweeted out. He's also a Wolves fan. He tweeted out. Wolves with Jamal Crawford on the court, negative 123 points in 981 minutes. Wolves with Jamal Crawford on the bench, plus 280 points in 1,626 minutes. Among all NBA players to log at least 750 minutes for an above 500 team, Jamal Crawford has the worst plus minus at minus 73.3 points per 100 possessions. Wow. So that's what bad numbers. Mm. I know real plus minus is a little tough because Jamal is playing with a much worse bench unit and we give our starters more minutes than any other team in the league. So it can be a little misleading, but there's no way to deny that he's been such a minus on the defensive end that even when he gets these hot shooting games, he's still not really helping us very much. So what's the question here? Are we worried about what? Just like the amount of minutes or what? Just the player in general? What's the... The What's question the is, are we worried about Jamal's role on this team? Yeah. Yeah. You are? Well, I. it's hard because going into the season I was, and I didn't like him early on, but he's just been – he's hit so many shots. He hasn't had like a, a – I thought he'd go into like ebbs and flows and sort of peaks and valleys with his shot this year, but 
he hasn't had like a really bad night in such a long time, and that's kind of but what he's out there for. I mean, I know he's even when he's out defense. there in like Toronto. I mean, I like it when he's he's hot and he's hitting all of his shots like he was. But at the same time, it hurts the bench's offense overall because he's not passing anymore. Yeah. At least earlier in the season, you'd see him come off the bench and be a playmaker, and he's just totally disregarded the playmaker side of that. And so it's yeah. just like Gorgie's not getting in enough shots up now. We've seen how good he is when he gets his shots up. And, you know, Tyus and Bielitz aren't getting enough touches either because Jamal Crawford just runs this offense where he takes a shot in the first, like, eight seconds of the offense. It's just, like, hurting us. So I'll I'll say officially worried because you're right. He – we need him to be more than just – sort of a mid-range shooter or whatever. Obviously, again, we need people to shoot threes, and he's a guy that can do that. Um, you know, his percentage isn't great, but at least he's getting them up um, if you want attempts. So I, I am worried about it because I do think that there is a there is one of those valleys <laughs> is coming or something like that where he's going to he's going to even be worse um, coming up when the, his shot stops falling and so yeah I'd like to see him run more pick and roll and dish off to Gorgie and you know find other people and and help other people get shots rather than his own shot so in that sense I am worried because I think he is kind of a limited player even though those shots have been falling so far. I'm only worried that he'll pick up his contract for next season. I'm hoping he's he's upset with his minutes. He's not getting the 20 minutes a game he wanted. So I hope he just gets fed up with tips and is like, you know what? I'm going to go play for a different team next year. They'll play me more minutes because I'm worried about him picking up that contract. I don't want him on the team next year. There Although, is. you know, Jim Pete in the great two-part interview with uh, Britt Robson said, Check it out. it's not for what he does on the court. He's bringing all the value off the court. And right. So I respect and that's stuff that. we don't see. And that's he does seem that. like a great dude. Check out his interview on Area 21. Yeah. Great dude. All right. Neil, you know what time of the week it is. Let's go. Now presenting your weekly wolfies. Time to give awards to things. We um we have uh, weekly wolfies here and um I'll get us started and um well Scott, it's a it's a back to back for me. Two weeks in a row going to roast the TNT broadcast. Uh, It pains me to do it. I don't like to go negative with this segment. I like to keep things positive. I like to shout out people who are doing things I like, but I could not ignore last week's broadcast of Wolves in uh, Oakland for the Warriors game. Uh, we had our friend who was last week's uh, Weekly Wolfie for me, um, uh, Marv Albert, who enjoys saying, I deleted it, uh, who enjoys saying T-Wolves over and over again. And this week, it's his partner, Chris Weber, um, who I used to defend as a color analyst. I really enjoyed him for a while. There. It was like manna from heaven. <laughs> that's right. That's, uh, <laughs> that is David Kahn comparing Darko Milicic to Chris Webber, to Chris Webber's face. C-Web did not like that. I, I, I generally enjoy Chris Webber, but his analysis of Timberwolves basketball last week was just so troubling. And really more than – he made some decent points, but just the way he hammered on it all night long is really what sort of rubbed me the wrong way. I mean, yes, the Wolves need to shoot more threes. Yes, Towns need to touch the ball more. Sure, more pace would be good. These were some of the things that he was talking about, but it was just ad nauseum 
throughout the evening as we were getting pounded by the Warriors, as the Warriors were splashing threes. I mean, obviously, we're not on the level of the Warriors, and he just sort of like made it seem like that was possible and that we were, you know, supposed to be really competing with them and that without Jimmy Butler, that, you know, the, the Wolves should be right up there with the Warriors and stuff. And, you know, he said something to the effect of like teams won't fear the Wolves in the playoffs because they can't score, despite the fact that they've had a top five offense all season. Just stuff like that. I feel like he did the normal sort of thing of like when you don't know a lot about a team or you haven't seen them a lot, you kind of go in with predetermined opinions and then you just continue to spout those opinions whenever something happens on the court that that ratifies what you were thinking. So and the just, inside the NBA crew is even worse on Christmas. They were uh, talking it, about it the Timberwolves. Same sort of vibe. Just yeah. like the like you could tell they haven't watched any games of the Wolves this year and they're just like, well, here's what we know about the Timberwolves rep from the, like the last yeah couple years. yeah exactly blah, blah, blah. so. Chris Webber's a little bit better than that, but I agree. It is like, oh, you're not watching the games, are you, Chris? Listen, I think Chris Webber is going to, is a is a generally good color analyst. I, I, I think in general I like to hear him, but just last week he he rubbed me the wrong way. It wasn't just that he was talking ill about our team. Like, fine, you can do that, but it was just again, it was just the on and on and on, and and had no sort of like constructive or any sort of like, well, I guess they could do this instead, or whatever. He just didn't want to see any sort of other way, so it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. So Chris Webber, yeah, he's a guy who's good. But he something always stops him from being great. Ah. He's a choker. That's why he couldn't win the NCAA championship. Call yeah, timeout. Timeouts. Jeff Teague did his invitation, trying to call a timeout. No timeouts left, and you know, uh. never able to beat the Lakers. Just uh. Never really to get to the NBA Finals. So, yep. uh, good player, not great player. You know. All right, Scott. That's mine. Uh, what's your weekly woofy? Um, I, there's a lot of different ways I was thinking about taking this. Uh-huh, I was uh-huh. thinking about uh, commending Jimmy Butler for announcing his return in the Instagram comments. <laughs> that's Very fun. fun. That's um, fun that's a lot fun. of fun stuff going on. Um, but I'm going to give it to the Canis Hoopus commenters. Ooh, our home. The home of this podcast. Home of the podcast. We're doing a weekly feature. This was week two. Uh, Wolf's Cast Digest. It's a roundup of links, stories, videos, images that you might have missed. It's really fun. I put it together every week. And uh, week one, we didn't get many comments. We usually don't get very many comments on this podcast post either. Um, but I love hint, interacting hint. with the fans. And today, Wolves Cast Digest got posted. 288 comments as of right now. No big deal. I'm going to go home and I'm going to read them and respond to them and probably like every one because I'm just grateful <laughs> that they're in there. I'm going to wreck them all. So uh, thank you for commenting. I can't wait to read all your comments. And if you're ever on the sideline wondering, like, oh, you know, sometimes when I listen to a podcast, I, I talk back to the podcast, even though they can't hear me. I'm like, come on, or this, or that, or it's this. A conversation. Yeah, it is a conversation with our fans. Please leave a comment. I will always read them. I'll read every single one. And I'll always wreck them, recommend, I'll always like them. Wreck. And uh, if I can, I'll, I'll respond to them as well. So um, shout out to Canis Hoopus commenters. As lo- at large, you earn a positive Weekly Wolfie. I love it. All right, cool. Let's uh, wrap up this thing. Let's uh, let's get a game going, Scott. Oh, we'll, we'll, games. We'll, this is an oldie or good, but a goodie tonight. Okay, we haven't okay. done this in a minute. All right. Definitely not this season. We're playing Timberwolves before and after. Aha. If you've watched The Price of, not The Price is Right, Wheel of Fortune, or as my wife tells me, Jeopardy. She's like, it's not on Wheel of Fortune. It definitely is on Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Happy birthday this week, by the way. Yes. Um, before and afters is... Uh, you know, where you take two different answers and you mash up the names in the middle. For example, this is the one I use for an example, Neil. If I said, name the Chrysler minivan that was picked first in the 2015 NBA draft, you would say Carl Anthony Towns and Country. Because ah. it's mashing up the name Carl Anthony Towns and the name Towns and Country. They share a middle word. I love it. So that's how it works. I've got five of them for you, Neil. I have six, but one's a nerdy Marvel reference that I knew you wouldn't get, so I'll, I'm just going <laughs> to read that one for the fans maybe later. But here's the five ones, okay? Okay, okay. First up, a method of barbecuing... 
was Jefferson High School's all-time leading scorer. Oh, boy. A method of barbecuing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that comes first. Yep. Um, Cole Aldridge. Um, I don't know the method of barbecuing, though. Well, Neil, uh, you have a barbecue outside. Yeah. It runs on uh, gas. Uh, okay, so uh, Cole... Uh, uh, burning Cole Aldridge? It's not right, but it's close enough. <laughs> it's charcoal. Charcoal Aldrich. Charcoal Aldrich. Yes. yes, all right. Which would be a great nickname, by the way. Charcoal Aldrich. All right, number two, Neil. This Oregon alum is the oldest men's clothier in the United States. Oregon alum. Yep, on the team this year. Basketball player from Oregon. It's the oldest men's clother in the country. It's, this is a word. Okay. Clother. C-L-O-T-H-I-E-R. I'm going to go uh, uh, Aaron Brooks Brothers. That is correct, Neil. Good one. <laughs> Fun one, yeah, I like that. Aaron Brooks, but the oldest. Wow, I had no idea. According to the no idea, page, so yeah. maybe they're lying. Um, question number three: This Timberwolves All Star did not play with Gordon Hayward on this college team. Uh, uh, what? It would be Jimmy Butler Bulldogs. <laughs> I say Jimmy Butler Bulldogs. <laughs> Jimmy Butler Bulldogs. Question like number it. four: and You're doing good. This pricey American department store majored in science, technology, and culture at Georgia Tech. Uh, <laughs> pricey American department store. Pretty sure there's one in the Mall of America. Yeah, uh, so it's um, Neiman Marcus George's Hunt. <laughs> Once again, nailed it. <laughs> Great job. Wow. I got to think about it for a while. I got to yeah. like put the pieces together. <laughs> right. No, it is a puzzle. You can work backwards sometimes. Oh. All right. The last one, y'all. Snap into the best color, c- color commentator in the NBA. Snap into uh, a Slim Jim Peterson. Five That's for right. five. Slim Jim Peterson. only one help. One help. We got one helper on that one. You're lucky I didn't make it Earthworm Jim Peterson like I was thinking about. I didn't think you'd be able to get Earthworm Jim. I don't know if the the if the uh, you know guess, you know if the hint would be on that one. Yeah. Like a there's you know the an, under, an underground the, like uh, yeah. a, a worm that wears a spacesuit and has a blaster gun for the Super Nintendo slash Genesis. All right, wow. for for my Marvel fans, where Doctor Strange learned the mystic arts is not home to this Brooklyn native, Kamartaj Gibson. <laughs> Kamar? <laughs> it's Kamataj. Is Kamataj. The name, is the name where he learns his powers. Kamataj you think some people out there knew it? Everybody. You think some people are like screaming right oh, now? Oh, yeah. The crossover between they NBA right nerds and Marvel nerds. They're right there. <laughs> they just knew it right away. They're right there. Which brings me to my list of Marvel characters that I would think are best at basketball in order. Number one, Nightcrawler, because he can teleport. Okay, that's it. That's uh, it. I'm that's all there is. <laughs> I'm disappointed <laughs> we're not going to get into this year to the power rankings of trades that we want to happen for non-basketball reasons. Like... Hmm. Trade for Tristan Thompson so we can have the Kardashians in town. Yeah. Stuff like that. But you can you can all come up with your own. Maybe in the comments. You know, <laughs> we're just talking about comments. We can we can work on that stuff, you know. Trade for the market the Morris twins, because it's fun yeah. to watch twins on yeah. the court. Put put your trade ideas Whatever, out there. That's cool. You know? All right, that's the end of our show. We have reached the end. We want to um, shout out Canes Hoopus um, for um, uh, you know being our home for this show all season, and um, you know our show lives there. And now we get the Wolf's Cast Digest. You got to check that out. Also, be sure to um, check out the other posts going on over there. We have a new writer this week. Charlie Johnson is on board. I believe he's new. Hi, Charlie. Um, and he wrote a great piece about um, Justin Patton. Oh, I linked to um, it in the Digest. Yes, so yes. Go to the Digest and click go on the Go to the Digest, yeah, there and then go over there. Perfect. A deep dive. 
dive into the development of Justin Patton is on there. We love Patton stuff, especially because you know we're not really watching the Iowa Wolves quite yet. Patton, you know, who knows if he'll be on the team end of this season? Maybe, pr- probably just more likely ne- again. next season. Yeah, just got kicked in the foot that he had surgery just on. Just a contusion, so though. Hopefully, it's okay. But um, yeah, if you want to learn more about Justin Patton, Charlie's piece is um, a good way to do that. So you can check it out there. So dig into all the Canis Hoopus stuff we got going on. Shouts to all my trivia teams. I thought I was going to throw a few of you for a loop. I have trivia at Darby's Pub and Grill every Tuesday, 6 p.m. It's free to play. Come with some friends. It's a lot of fun. You can hang out with me. I apologize if the Wolves game is at the time and I talk too much into the mic about what's going on in the Wolves game. You're not interested (laughs) in that. Hopefully you are. Um, But last week, I changed the podcast point. It used to be if you drew a tree next to your team name, you'd get an extra point just for listening to this podcast. Last week, I switched up to basketball. I thought some teams wanted to listen to last week's podcast and still draw the tree. Every single team drew the basketball. Shout out to you. So shout out to you. I hope you'll see me at Darby's. Uh, It's a fun time. Come on by. Say hi. All right. That's the end of our show. Enjoy Super Bowl weekend, everybody. We'll be back uh, next week. And remember, if you're feeling cold, get a palm hat. Palm hats on sale now. Palm Thibodeau will get you. What's that? Wolvescast.com, yo? Wolvescast.com. Go check it out. Also, the link will be in the show notes. So check that out. Get a hat. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye. Have you had a chance to see yourself in ice yet? Huh? Have you had a chance to see yourself in ice yet? Or making an ice sculpture of you and wigs? and. Who? No. Like, why would I go watch myself in some ice? No. Right across the street. No, I don't walk outside. It's too cold. <laughs> no, I'm good.